Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. November 15, 1939, FDR lays the cornerstone of the Jefferson Memorial. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. Hitler had just invaded Poland, launching World War II. America was still largely segregated and was seeking to recover from the Great Depression. Amid these epic events, Franklin Roosevelt, a student of history, was intent on reminding Americans of the best of their heritage, a heritage that belonged not only to the past, but which could shape the present. And so on this date, the president traveled to the Tidal Basin to lay the cornerstone for memorial to Thomas Jefferson that would stand alongside the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument as a testament to the possible in American life. Here is part of what FDR said. In the earliest days of the Republic under the Constitution, the representatives of the several states of the Union were in substantial agreement that a national capital should be founded in a federal district set apart from the jurisdiction of any individual state. That purpose was, in a true sense, a symbol of a realization of national unity, and the final location of the national capital in this place proclaimed a proper compromise between the interests of the North, the South, the seaboard, and the interior as they existed at that time. In all of the 150 years of our existence as a constitutional nation, many memorials to its civil and military chiefs have been set up in the national capital, but it has been reserved to two of those leaders to receive special tribute in the nation's capital by the erection of national shrines perpetuating their memories over and above the appreciation and the regard tendered to other great citizens of the Republic. Today, we lay the cornerstone of a third great shrine, adding the name of Thomas Jefferson to the names of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. I have spoken of the national character of the District of Columbia itself, a capital which represents today the vitality not of the 13 Atlantic seaboard states, but of 48 states which encompass the whole width of the continent. This vitality envisages many-sided interests, and it is therefore fitting that among hundreds of monuments to famous Americans, the three great shrines are dedicated to men of many-sided qualities. Washington represented abilities recognized in every part of the young nation, and indeed in every part of the civilized world of his day. For he was not only a great military leader, not only a great moderator in bringing together discordant elements in the formation of a constitutional nation, not only a great executive of that nation in its troublesome early years, but also a man of vision and accomplishments in private civil fields, talented engineer and surveyor, planner of highways and canals, patron of husbandry, friend of scientists and fellow of political thinkers. Lincoln, too, was a many-sided man, pioneer of the wilderness, counsel for the underprivileged, soldier in an Indian war, master of the English tongue, rallying point for a torn nation, emancipator, not of slaves alone, but of those of heavy heart everywhere, foe of malice and teacher of goodwill. To those we add today another American of many parts, not Jefferson, the founder of a party, but the Jefferson whose influence is felt today in many of the current activities of mankind. 
When in the year of 1939 America speaks of its Bill of Rights, we think of the author of the Statute for Religious Liberty in Virginia. When today Americans celebrate the anniversary of the 4th of July, 1776, our minds revert to Jefferson, author of the Declaration of Independence. He lived as we live, in the midst of a struggle between rule by the self-chosen individual or the self-appointed few, and rule by the franchise and approval of the many. He believed, as we do, that the average opinion of mankind is in the long run superior to the dictates of the self-chosen. During all the years that have followed Thomas Jefferson, the United States has expanded his philosophy into a greater achievement of security of the nation, security of the individual and national unity than in any other part of the world. It may be that the conflict between the two forms of philosophy will continue for centuries to come, but we in the United States are more than ever satisfied with the Republican form of government based on regularly recurring opportunities to our citizens to choose their leaders for themselves. Therefore, in memory of the many-sided Thomas Jefferson, and in honor of the ever-present vitality of his type of Americanism, we lay the cornerstone of this shrine. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.